You're listening to Trucking Questions from the Audio Road with Kevin Rutherford. This is the show that puts the money where it belongs, back in your pocket. You can ask questions about trucks, money, fuel mileage, maintenance, tires, tax, technology, or anything else about the business of trucking. Here we go. Let's head on down the audio road. Welcome to my world. I'm your host, Kevin Rutherford. The website is Let'sTruck.com. The show is all about the business of trucking. Today is Destination Health. My co-host is Kim Cockerham. We'll take your calls and answer your questions about everything health. Food, fitness, nutrition, diet, lifestyle, exercise, training, drugs, supplements, disease, you name it. We'll talk about it. All you have to do is pick up the phone and call. We're going to get to those calls in just a little bit. Kim, welcome. Hi, Kevin. Glad to be here. Great to have you here. So, you know, we've been talking a lot on the trucking and business side of things of all the change that's going on. It's been like my topic for about a year and a half now. And... It's funny because a couple of years ago, I made the comment a couple of times, boy, I'm really glad I don't do a trucking news show because I read newsletters for trucking mm. every day and there's nothing to talk about. I mean, most of the news I would scan in the trucking newsletters, just plain boring, you know, like this corporation hired this person or I mean, stuff that just was barely worth reading. So that's all changed. Every day in trucking now, you know, something is changing. There's something going on. But the interesting thing is I'm also starting to see that more on the health side. So some of the changes I'm seeing, uh, I posted another big study today. And these are, you know, we, we never used to see really well done studies on natural ways of healing. And when you talk to the doctors and if you ask them, well, what about this food or this nutrient? Or they'll say, there are no studies. That, that's always their answer. There are no studies. Well, now we're starting to see studies very well done on natural ways of healing. The one I posted today is pretty interesting. It's about using a, a paleo AIP diet. So AIP is autoimmune protocol. It's been designed for people with autoimmune conditions, which now there are over a hundred. Um, and this one, you know, uses a paleo AIP. So high quality, you know, really good ingredients, eliminates all the things you shouldn't have on paleo. And they did a test, a, a study, uh, pretty in depth to see if it would work for, um, IBD, which is like Crohn's and ulcerative colitis. And the results were pretty amazing. Uh, really good results. Like 73% of the people trying it saw symptom relief in a very short period of time. And, you know, no side effects from the normal, really harsh drugs they use for these diseases, which are, um, they're what we call biologics and they suppress the immune system because, and they use them for all the autoimmune conditions, which is kind of crazy, but that's what's happening in an autoimmune. Our immune system is overactive and it's attacking the body and the tissues. So they use these really powerful, really expensive 
drugs with tons of side effects to suppress the immune system. But there's side effects to that. And I, I just saw a report, um, tuberculosis, they have a breakout in Portland. We're seeing more of that because oh, wow. it's our immune system that keeps us from getting those kind of things. Tuberculosis, even some forms of cancer. And now we're seeing those diseases increasing because so many people are on these immunosuppressant drugs. Mm, that's scary. Yeah. And instead, we can just change the way we eat and see results, no side effects, and none of those other dangers. So it's interesting that we're finally starting to see some pretty high-level testing on that. We're also seeing, you know, some of the medical community come around to that, you know, maybe nutrition could be a part of this. I, I, it's just amazing to me how... I was even watching Dr. Phil yesterday, which I actually like Dr. Phil. There's some pretty good lessons there. The one thing that drives me crazy, though, he, he'll always do these little segments at the end of his show about somebody with some sort of a condition, a medical condition. And the person they always bring in is it's a woman and she's the chief medical officer at Pfizer. So, you know, yesterday they were talking yeah. about eczema. And this child that has eczema and he gets teased and because it, you know, it looks bad. And they went through this whole list of all the things you could do. Not once was nutrition or diet mentioned. That's insane. Yeah, not mm. once. And, and we know that yeah. eczema can be completely eliminated with a good diet. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. <sighs> So, but, yeah, it's interesting when you say there's a, there's a commercial out right now that is, um, but it was for a drug, but, and they, the you know, the girls, you know, say it's fine, it's fine. And they're at a restaurant and she pops up this iPad, her friend, you know, and shows that, didn't you know that, you know, now they're saying that it can be under the skin, um, yeah. inflammatory issues, but right. they said that to back the, the drug, of course, instead of, you know, would it be interesting because we know that diet and food can help that, you know, just even better. Yeah. So maybe we're finally starting to see a little bit of a shift. It's not going to make it to the mainstream anytime soon, if ever. Uh, The other thing I saw, which is actually a little scary, um, there's a trend now for food manufacturers. Remember, if, if it requires a manufacturer, it's not real food. Um, the big food companies are starting to put more fat back into their processed food and trying to lower the mm. amounts of sugars. That may sound like a good thing, but it's really not. The fat that they're going to put in there is garbage. Mm. Yeah, it's all processed. It's all mm-hmm. garbage. It's all oxidized and damaged. So now you're going to have people eating probably a high-fat, high-carb diet, all of it processed and damaged. Things could get worse, actually. So the real answer is don't eat food that needs a manufacturer. You know, eat real food because that stuff's still mm-hmm. going to be garbage. And and all they're doing is capitalizing on a trend. They they see, you know, all the exactly. evidence. Right. They see the evidence that we should be eating more fat. They'll throw it back in their food, but it'll be garbage and nobody's going to get any healthier. I guess lowering the, cal- the uh, sugar, if they actually do it enough... 
may have an impact on weight and diabetes, but we'll probably end up seeing more heart disease with all the, you know, poor quality mm-hmm. oxidized fats. One of the other areas I'm seeing a big, big change in, I'm doing a lot of it myself right now, the home testing market is just exploding, which is really exciting mm-hmm. to see that you can do all kinds of medical tests now and you don't need a doctor. So there was a uh, a company on Shark Tank a couple weeks ago, and that's their whole model. They are developing lots of home health tests that don't require a doctor. So I'm trying one. They have a combination test, and it's the typical, you know, the, you know, poke your finger, do a blood spot, send it back. So much better than going to a lab and screwing around with all that. And you got to pay a doctor's office. You got to pay a lab. Here, you order the test. It shows up at your house. Poke your finger. Send it back. The one I just took is a combination um, vitamin D and inflammation. So they're testing for both. Okay. So I'm waiting to get my results back on that one. We have a new test available. Oh, go ahead. Real quick, yeah. So, you know, I know, you know, how we talk about testing and that kind of stuff. So what would you say to people if they see this whole list of all these tests available, um, you know, now home and easy, what would you say to people about that? Yeah, that, that's a good question. So here's the way I would do this. I would start with the NutriQ. You know, we learn so much from the NutriQ about what somebody's primary issue is. You know, what's the most pressing thing? And from the NutriQ, you know, I we'd be able to recommend, well, you should do this test because you don't want to do them all. You could spend a fortune. I mean, most of these tests are going right. to be you know, a couple to several hundred dollars a piece. So you don't want to just take them all because there's all kinds. But I, I would use it as, you know, take the NutriQ. We still recommend, you know, either a very strict paleo or keto diet as, as a way to get started. Those two diets fix so many things and so many people that do that first. Mm-hmm. Um, you may not need any of this testing right away. And by taking the NutriQ, getting on a really clean diet first, then maybe retake the NutriQ, then we know what's left over that maybe we need to address. And, and that might point us in the direction of which test should we take first. Uh, I'm going to get to a break. When yeah, we come back, good. I'll talk about um, some of the testing I'm doing and... I'm about to embark on a pretty big experiment, so I'll talk about that when we get back. This is Destination Health. Kim is here with me. I'm Kevin Rutherford. We'll be right back. Welcome back. I'm Kevin Rutherford. The number to join us, 8888-ROAD-DOG. Kim, um, you know, one of the tests we still recommend up front, you know, I, I would, for a lot of these tests... You know, maybe we wait, maybe we work on the NutriQ, get your diet nice and clean. That helps really identify what the top problems are. But there are a couple that you could clearly do right off the bat. The FIT test still a great test. I mean, we learn a lot. And if you have a lot of uh, food reactions, you need to get those out of your diet to get good results. That same company that we work with on the FIT test has a new test now that I'm pretty excited about. Um, I just got my results back on mine. 
It's called a zonulin mm-hmm. test. And zonulin is a, a protein that will show up in your body. Zonulin is one of the best indicators of leaky gut. If you have a lot of zonulin, you probably got leaky gut. And that's what this test is for, which is really nice that we can actually do a very accurate test for leaky gut at home now. So I took mine. Um, the good news is on mine, I was in the optimal level, uh, barely kind of optimal was one to six. And if you're in the optimal level, you virtually have no leaky gut that's causing any problems. I was like 5.4. So I was right there in the optimal level, which is good news. I fully expected that. I mean, I, I don't have any other signs of leaky gut. My fit test comes back with very little on it. Um, so, but another really nice test, I think a lot of people do have leaky gut and we know we've worked with a lot of people and helped them. We have the kit in the store. If you do have it, we've got a whole kit to fix it, but now we have a test for it. So that's pretty exciting. Yeah, it is. I'm looking forward to seeing, um, what some people, you know, cause we've worked with a lot of people that it comes out leaky gut on their fit results. Too. Um, but this shows you the level, and that is amazing. Yeah. It, like I said, zonulin is the number one indicator for leaky gut. Now we can do a quick test at home and see, you know, what exactly where you are. There's actually like four levels optimal, and, and then it moves up from there. The other uh, test, that, and I've talked about this, is that year long program that I'm doing with Viome. So I have yes. my second test here now. I'm going to do that this week. That's This is the one I dread because it has that metabolic challenge in it where you have to drink the, you know, it's like 100 grams of straight glucose. Yeah, I have to do it again. Oh, wow. Yeah, yeah. So I took my first test six months ago. I'm going to take my next one now. They measure in four or five different areas. So it's it's the most extensive gut bacteria you can take on the planet. Nobody else can get down to the detail this company can. And you take a metabolic test that determines, you know, gives you a good idea of where your your macronutrient balance should be. So based on how your body reacts to this glucose challenge, plus several other things, they can tell you, you know, here's the macronutrient balance you should start with. Now, the the interesting thing is every time I take one of these, I've done some metabolic challenges like this. I did the genetic testing with 23andMe. Clearly, in all of them, and this this is interesting because they're all consistent, I should not be eating a lot of carbs. I shouldn't even be eating a moderate amount of carbs. I am a, a much better fat burner, and I don't tolerate carbs well. That genetically, it came up that way. On the Viome Challenge, it came up that way. But what's surprising in all of them is they're all recommending I should be eating about twice as much protein as what I am. And I Mm. keep going back to all of the, everything else I've read about this that, you know, we want to be moderate protein. Um, But all of these tests keep coming back that I should be doing about twice as much um, protein. 
so what I, is that in grams for you? Uh, I think I've been trying to stay around 50 or 55 grams of protein a day. So they're talking like okay. 100 to 120. Yeah. Oh, wow. Yeah. Yeah. Really big difference. So hmm. on my first Viome test, which I took after I had already been keto with a really clean diet for about a year and a half, almost two years anyway, I scored optimal in every category, which I was very excited about. But there was room for improvement. And that's kind of the idea behind the year-long program. After you get your results, then they start making recommendations, and then you test again to see if you improve. Well, I'm already an optimal, but if I can improve, I want to. But I, I, I got looking. I haven't changed much in the last six months. So I don't know that I'm going to see any real improvement unless it's just time that would do it. So I got thinking, what what can I do different? I'm looking at the recommendations. They're always saying more protein, more protein. So I thought, all mm-hmm. right, I'm going to do it. I'm just going to try it because there's still a lot we don't know. And this is the only way I'm going to figure out. So I've been trying. Well, I can't. I, I just can't eat more. <laughs> I, I, I'm not getting the protein really? in. Yeah. And if I do... Then I find that I'm eating a lot less, you know, vegetables and, and the other things that I know I still need in my diet. I'm just not eating enough. So I had to look really hard at something I absolutely love and think about giving it up for a while. Any ideas what I'm talking what is about? It? Oh, gosh. It, because no, it's probably some funky kind of food. <laughs> no, it's not. It's um, it's where I really? get well. It's where I get about a thousand calories a day, and it's the reason I'm not eating. Oh, much. you're bulletproof. Yeah, yeah. yeah that's the you're whole bulletproof. Yeah, uh-huh. you know. Well, can't you just back off how much you're putting in it? You know. <laughs> yeah, I guess I could. So I'm trying to decide. So I, I'm going to do this January 1st. I'm going to make it a nice clean break on January okay. 1st. I'm going to take this uh, second test and pretty soon, you know, in a month or two, we should know the results on that. And I thought the, the only way I'm really going to make any significant change to the way I eat is I'm going to have to give up the bulletproof because that thousand calories a day, I'm just mm-hmm. not hungry. I don't really need to lose any weight. I'm happy with my weight where it is. So... I thought, you know, if I give up the Bulletproof, that's an, at least another big meal I could eat every day with mm-hmm. a lot more nutrition yeah. and I could get the protein. So I'm going to try it. So right now what I've done is I've cut back to one cup of Bulletproof a day and now I actually eat a meal at about 10 in the morning. And, yeah. you know, whatever mm-hmm. it might be, uh, you know, a mushroom guacamole burger with an egg on it, uh, you know, might be, um, you know, a salmon salad with, you know, cod livers. I, I'm going to try to make that meal really nutrient dense. Um, and then I'll mm-hmm. probably eat another big meal later in the day. So we'll see what happens. Um, because that's interesting. Yeah. I, I, so. I'll, and I'll need to do that for at least like six months before I get another wow. one of these Viome tests. And, and that should be, you know, six months should be plenty if I'm going to make an actual change. If we'll see it in, you know, mm-hmm. the gut bacteria, will we see it in the metabolic challenge? I don't know. But uh, I, I'm, I'm a little worried. I, I love my bulletproof uh. coffee. <laughs> 
Yeah, I only do. Well, and keep in mind, I mean, if you do it on the smaller side of the fat in it, um, you know, Phil Maffetone's top bulletproof coffee he recommends has an egg in it. He puts an egg in it when he blends it up. Um, I only have bulletproof maybe once, maybe twice a week because um, it's when I really don't feel like an eating a meal. I'll have that. But I do find I'm, because I do watch my macros, I've I'm very low then on protein if I don't. So, you know, and I have even eggs as it was on my fit test, but since I eliminated them for a while, I can, I've been okay having them back in. Um, I'll do a periodic cocoa pulse test with that every other week or so. But um, yeah, I, for nutrition wise, I find I, I do better with a egg breakfast with some avocado and, dressed up that way. Yeah. So that's what I'm doing. That's going to be a big change for me because I've been really, really consistent mm-hmm. on this for about two years. Mm-hmm. Uh, so we'll see. Uh, that's, uh, I think that's it. Anything you want to talk about today? I know we have a lot of calls we can get to. Quick clarification. I wanted to say after our show last week, unfortunately, it was a shortened show, but we did talk about, you were talking about some of the myths and some of the things out there. And we did touch on exercise like right at the end and we didn't get to go into it a little bit more. And I'm so grateful. I love chatting with our highway people and one of them was sharing and he's an avid runner and loves it. And he's starting to be able to run more because of getting healthier and fit and feeling good. And he was concerned at first when he heard us say that. And so I wanted to clarify when we were talking about exercise not tied to weight loss and that's all we were saying you know you can't out exercise a bad diet um my the guy i go to the gym he's like you you almost put a wall up between the two think of them separately we need exercise we need movement we're made for it we just don't tie it to weight loss yeah yeah and and we can't clarify that enough because it As a society, we've tied the two so tightly together, it's hard Mm -hmm. for people to think of them as not really being related and exercise not being a great way to lose weight, but good for so many other reasons. We'll talk about that more. We'll get to your calls and questions right after this. Kevin Rutherford, this is Destination Health. Welcome back. I'm Kevin Rutherford. This is Destination Health. Kim is here with me. Kim, I, you know what? I think I'm going to save that for the, the next show. I think we're, uh, we're going to get okay. right to some phone calls because we've got uh, some questions. Let's start off in Virginia. Charles, welcome to the program. Hey, how you doing? Good. What's on your mind today? I was calling about a family member of mine. Um, she, um, my aunt, she's around 75 years old. Uh, she has high blood pressure. She has um, uh, diabetes. But what I'm calling about today is uh, lymphedema. L- lymphedema. Um, the swelling of the bottom of her legs are swollen up extremely, you know, extremely um, large. Okay. I was wondering, is there any particular thing, what causes that and, you know, what may be able to we may be able to do to try to, you know, to um, combat that or alleviate it. The doctors had her wrap her legs up tightly, and that causes it, causes it to go down sometimes, you know, just a little bit. But right. 
it, it doesn't well, go back to normal. Yeah, and all the doctors are doing are try to cover up the symptoms. This is actually a sign of heart disease, and it's not a good sign either. Okay. And here's the thing. There's no okay. quick, easy fix for this. You know, there isn't some herb or some supplement that I'm going to, you know, say, well, just take this. It'll fix it. We look at the whole history. Right. She has diabetes and high blood pressure. Both of those are just, right. you know, a lifetime of a poor diet. And the heart disease is just part of that whole thing. Um, in fact, there's a name for all of them together. Um, metabolic syndrome is, is what they call it because all of these things are the result of eating that same high carbohydrate, you know, high processed food diet for decades. And the only fix really, I, I don't want to give you any thoughts that, you know, there's going to be an easy fix. The only fix is she has to stop eating that way. And I, I, you know, I don't know how motivated, you know, somebody at 75 is going to be. But if, if you wanted to help her, it would be to move away from those processed high-carbohydrate foods. You know, being a diabetic, the diet that they put her on is the absolute worst diet she should be on. Um, she should be on a high-fat keto diet. And that's really about the only thing that's going to start to turn all of these symptoms around because they're all related. Okay, I sure appreciate that. I will let them know. You're welcome. Thanks for the call. Yeah, I, I wish there were, you know, nutrients or supplements or Kim that I could say, well, try this, it's going to help. But it, it's really not. Mm -hmm. You know, the, these are serious mm -hmm. symptoms of, again, that she has the whole cluster of metabolic syndrome. You know, it starts with diabetes, high blood pressure, then we get to heart disease, and then we start to see you know, all of the other things that go wrong. And, you know, she is 75 years old, but there are lots of, well, not lots, but there are healthy 75-year-olds. There's there's no reason why we can't yeah, be yeah. healthy at 75. And there's exactly. no reason there's you... many more years to live. Yeah, and there's no reason you can't turn this around at 75. That's the beauty right. of our bodies is is when you start doing the right thing, the way the body responds and starts to heal itself is really amazing. Yeah, it, it truly is. And that's what I hope everybody can grasp that. Like no matter where you, like right now, no matter where you're sitting with your health, know how quickly you can turn it around truly with nutrition first. And that's what we're here for, to help you with. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. So speaking of helping people, mm -hmm. let's get back to the phones and see what we've got. We're going to head off to Texas. Wade, welcome to the program. Wade, are you with me? Wade, well, we'll put you back on mm -hmm. hold. We'll see. It doesn't sound like anybody's there. Let's go to Tennessee. Jason, welcome to the program. Good morning, Kevin, or good afternoon. Good afternoon. What's on your mind today? Can you hear me? Uh, two things, or two things. But I first off, I want to say thanks for everything you do. I started keto on the twenty second of October, and I'm already down. Last well, up Monday morning, I was down thirty three pounds. Oh, fantastic! So, awesome, it's, uh, yeah, it's amazing. I, I, the two things I called, uh, I filled out a Nutri Q, and, and Kim sent that back to me here a couple of weeks ago. 
And on the chart, it showed me high for cardiovascular stuff. And so I was just kind of want to get your take on that and, and maybe what I should be doing different there. And then, you know, you'll see what to do. The rest of it was like upper GI stuff. Right. And, uh, being that I'd only been on keto for about a month, I'm kind of going to give that a little more time to see if some of that kind of levels itself out as I go on. Um, cause it seems, I don't seem to have the problems that I used to have in that area. Good. Um, you know, it's gotten better in the last month or so, but the, the cardiovascular does, uh, does concern me just a little bit. <laughs> yeah. So, and then the other thing is going to get your opinion on a, on the Apple watch and the heart rate variability stuff with it. Mm. If you've had any research there. Uh, okay. That's my two things. Let's, uh, it, you might have to remind me of that one. Cause I'm really focused on your chart right now. You, you've got kind of an interesting chart. Um, you're responding well to keto. That's excellent because a lot of things are going to clear up. So I think it's a good idea. You just do keto for a while. Let's see what fixes itself. There are a couple things we could probably add, though. The the upper GI, the digestive, a lot of things get better with keto or paleo and digestion, but some things don't. Some things can actually get a little worse because we're we're changing the way you're eating. Most people end up eating more protein under keto or paleo. They certainly end up eating a lot more fat, and our body might not be ready for all that. And that's why we see some of these upper GI. I I, I don't see a lot. So normally, you know, when it comes to the digestion, there's actually two or three supplements we recommend. I, I think for you Kim, is it, you got to help me with the zymes again. Does Intenzyme have an HCL? I don't think it does, does it? No, no, no. It's the hydrozyme. And I was just going to look to see what we had chatted about. It did did recommend the Mm hydrozyme. But a lot of the questions that I think that from hearing, I've listened to almost every one of your podcasts since y'all started this. So uh, from what I've listened to you say, a lot of the problems that you, you say relate to upward GI in the last month have continued to get better. Okay. You know, I don't well, have the heartburn. I don't have the, the pain in my chest sometimes from heartburn. A lot of that stuff's going away. So I, that's why I think maybe I want to hold out for maybe just none of that's going to kill me. It may be a that's little right. bit of discomfort, yeah. you know, well, but it's not going to kill me. I think I'd rather clean it up with a diet if I could. But the cardiovascular, I mean, if something happens to your heart, yeah, you, you wake yeah. up dead one morning. I mean, it's one of them things. That's right. <laughs> so, you yeah. know, I don't, I don't, and that one kind of, that one kind of scared me. You know, yeah. when you, when the cardiovascular was high. So, yeah. So, Kevin, uh, I sent you his, I sent you his math from that as well. So okay. So here's what I'm thinking, and Jason, you're right. Digestion, it can fix itself. It sounds like yours might already be fixing itself. Cardiovascular. We almost never address it directly. It's one of those things that it built up, and all of the cardiovascular problems we see build up over time because of a poor diet. They also fix themselves over time because of a good diet. And there's very little we ever do to to directly address those issues. The one thing that came to mind, we have one supplement called Intenzyme. And if you eat it with food, it's a digestive enzyme. So it just helps break down the food better, helps us get all the nutrients out of it. 
if you take it away from food, it's a very powerful anti-inflammatory. And cardiovascular disease is inflammatory. So it's the one thing we could do to to maybe start reversing some of the cardiovascular system uh, symptoms and kind of give you a jump start on that. Other than that, I I think doing the keto, keeping a really clean diet, you're going to see a lot of things get better. So you could just go without it. You could try that one and you would take it with food sometimes, without food other times, kind of get a dual benefit from it. The other one that really jumps out for me on your chart, though, is your immune system is off the charts. Um, I'm wondering. And that's, what, got, and that's got better, too, since I started keto. Okay, good. Good. And, and that's a good sign. Yeah. Um, it, it, you're, you were probably... Um, since you're already seeing the results, we don't need to do it, but you were probably reacting to a lot of foods is, is my guess. And that kind of, over- well, I'm sure I was reacting. Go ahead. Kind of like a lot of the guys on here, you know, you thought you were doing good. You were, you're, you had whole wheat bread in your truck and you were that's eating right. that kind of stuff. You know, that's, that's kind of where I was at. I thought I was doing good until I started listening to everything you've been doing and some of the books you put out, you've told us to listen to and different things. And, so I put, when I, of course, when I started keto, I put the bread and all that away. I mean, I'm very strict carb. About the only thing I have, well, the only thing I got in my refrigerator right now that's carb at all is, is spinach. That is it. I mean, I don't I do not do any carbs outside of my spinach during the week when I'm gone on the truck. Got it. That is it. Okay. And then when I'm home on the weekends, I'll get Brussels sprouts or turnip greens or something like that. But Good. Well, the carbs you're eating are excellent, by the way. I would say keep doing what you're doing. If you wanted to try anything, I might throw in the Intenzyme. But other than that, I think you're seeing great results on the keto. So keep checking in with us. Let us know. Um, retake the Nutri-Q when you, you feel like a lot of the symptoms have gone away. We'll see where you are. We'll be right back. Stick around. I'm Kevin Rutherford. Welcome back. I'm Kevin Rutherford. We're going to get right back to the phone calls. We're going to head off to Missouri. Maria, welcome to the program. How are you guys doing today? Good. What's on your mind? Maria. Well, I was wondering if you could go into specifics for a little bit more detail as to what the benefits are as far as eating bone broth in relation to the gut healing process. Why is it such an important aspect or part of the heart healing protocol or the gut healing protocol? Got it. Okay. So there are several benefits from bone broth itself. And, you know, we talk a lot about gut healing, but bone broth is also really good for your immune system. It's really rich in a lot of the minerals that support the immune system. And it's the best form of the minerals we can get. You know, minerals can come in lots of different forms. And some our body absorbs really well, some it doesn't absorb very well at all. The bones themselves are where our our bodies and animals' bodies store most of the minerals. That's what bones are, minerals. So when we slow cook or pressure cook those bones, uh, either over a long period of time slow cooking or under high pressure with pressure cooking, and that's why we also put in some acid 
like apple cider vinegar or lime or lemon juice, because that acid also helps pull even more minerals out of the bone. That's one huge advantage that they're really good for our immune system. When it comes to the gut, there, there are a lot of what are called healing compounds in there, collagen, glutamine, glycine, proline. Those are nutrients that are almost non-existent in the standard American diet. And bone broth is just loaded with those. And that's the, the, the compounds we're getting out of there that do the gut healing. Does that help? All right. So is this something that we should be... We're in the process of trying to fix our gut because we have leaky gut. Is this something that we should really push for like a long period of time? What kind of... Are we supposed to be feeling a difference? What, what would be the recommendation? I'm so Okay. And, and Maria, when I answer this time, I'm going to put you on hold because you have a lot of background noise and I feel like I'm shouting over it and I'm still getting drowned out. So the timeline, you know, there, there's a couple ways we could approach this. One, we don't like to spend everybody's money on a lot of testing, but testing can give us some shortcuts. So sometimes we work with people and they say, look, I, I'm willing to spend the money. I just, I want to do this right. So we could do a fit test so we know which foods to avoid because that can aggravate this. We can do a zonulin test to actually see what your level of leaky gut is. And that would really help us target. Or we can say, look, let's just do a gut healing protocol anyway. Let's skip the test. We'll do a gut healing protocol because, one, there's lots of nutrients in here. It hurts absolutely nothing, and almost everybody needs some gut healing. We sell our gut healing kits in, in two forms, 15-day and 30-day. Almost everybody ends up needing 30 days. But if the first step, before you do anything with a gut healing kit, you have to clean up your diet. If we're still eating all the foods that are tearing up your gut, then you'd just be wasting your money on supplements. So the the first step in gut healing is a clean diet. You know, very low carb, no processed foods, certainly no grains. Um, you know, we, depending on the severity, again, we could go all the way to you know, like a GAPS diet or a GAPS protocol or an elimination diet. But I find that people can just do a, a good paleo or a nutrient-dense keto, and that does a lot of healing. If we don't get it all, then we can also add the gut healing kit. Um, we could go further into an elimination diet. So it really depends on how much trial and error and how much you're willing to work through. But without any testing or anything else, if you went, you know, good, clean paleo and the gut healing kit, you would be absolutely amazed at how many things change in 30 days. Kim, how many, you know, times have we worked with, you know, this kind of a, an approach and the results are just amazing? Yeah, yeah, and and it's lifelong stuff that you're we're, we're talking about too. That you know, like we don't know how long necessarily um, it can take to heal leaky gut, but the things that you do as a part of that 
can be just benefit you long term. Like we talk about like the diet and the bone broth. I can see bone broth in your, you know, your kitchen, your, you know, trust whatever for forever because yeah. there's so many good benefits. So um, yeah, nothing. I uh, just, yeah, more and more. Yeah. Bone broth is just a really, really nutrient dense food. And it's, it, it's nutrients that we don't get in other parts of our diet. It's why some form of bone broth existed in almost every society before we had all this processed food. And it's like fermented foods. They went away. We didn't realize how important they were to our diet. So, uh, Maria, I'm going to come back to you and see, did, does that help? Yes, it does. It really does. Now, is this, I'm assuming, safe to give to our dogs and cats without the salt, I'm assuming? Uh, yeah, I, I, we certainly see feed uh, bone broth to Diesel. Um, diesel eats... You know, we were told that dogs shouldn't eat people food. And that's true because people food was so bad. I mean, it was so bad we shouldn't even be giving it to the dogs. But when you eat a good, clean diet, especially keto, most of the foods you eat would be really good for dogs. It's it's much closer to their natural diet. Kim, one of the books I read, um, maybe it was Go Wild... I forget. It's been one that I read a while ago. Explained uh, why mm-hmm. why humans kind of adopted dogs. You know, and, and I know it's hard to believe. I still have a hard time getting my head around this. All dogs are descendants of wolves. How the hell we got from a wolf to a chihuahua that weighs three pounds? I, I have no <laughs> idea how that right. happened. You know, or, or a greyhound or a mastiff or, you know, dogs are so different, but that's... But their genes are still almost identical to wolves. There, there's very little difference. Um, and wolves started following people because our digestive system and, and our nutritional needs are actually pretty similar. Now, dogs, you know, don't need really, or wolves, dogs don't need really any carbohydrates. Their, their diet is primarily protein, heavy protein, and fat, but you know, when wolves kill an animal, the first thing they eat are all the organ meats. Um, they chew the bones literally to powder and, and eat the bones. So the dogs, the wolves would eat the same things that we should be eating and that what we used to eat naturally. And it was a very symbiotic relationship. And that's kind of why we adopted wolves and they became, you know, our, our kind of standard pet. So it it is good for dogs to eat the same food we eat if we're eating the right food. So if we're eating, you know, good quality proteins and, and you know, grass-fed and pasture, and people think, oh, my God, you're paying all that money for the stuff, you're going to feed it to your dog. Yeah, I, I do, because it costs almost nothing. You know, I, I cook a couple steaks, or last night I did short ribs uh, for Lisa and I. They were amazing, by the way. Um, and you know, diesel gets a little lot of, out of all of it. So I, I didn't cook anything extra for him. He just got a little of what we would have eaten anyway. A lot of times we'll pour bone broth over the protein we're giving him because he likes it that way. So 
all of those foods we talk about being really good for us, the one I would stay away from, I would be very, very careful with seafood. I never give seafood to dogs. Um, fish is okay. Like salmon, Diesel gets salmon. I make a, a snack for him out of salmon skin that he loves. But stay away from shellfish. So if you eat shrimp or crab or oysters or clams or things like that, which I love and they're nutrient-dense, um, it, it's very, very common for a dog to have really strong allergic reactions to shellfish. So I, I would stay away from that. But organ meats, absolutely excellent for your dog. Um, the uh, the bone broth is great. Eggs, you know, all of those things would be really good. So with that said, there's the music. We've got to get out of here. We're going to do it again. So we will see you next time. In the meantime, be safe, be profitable, be fit and healthy. Always do the hard work and master the journey. I'm Kevin Rutherford. Thanks for tuning in to The Audio Road. If you have any questions, give us a call at 855-800-FUEL. That's 855-800-3835. Check out the website at letstruck.com and find us on facebook.com slash letstruck.